Welcome to the Indigenous Approach, the official podcast of the First Special Forces Command, where we examine the role of the nation's premier partnered irregular warfare force from strategic value to culture and everything in between. So good afternoon. My name is Staff Sergeant Amanda Baker. I'm the 528th Sustainment Brigade Special Operations Airborne Public Affairs Mass Communications Specialist. And today I am joined by the 528th Sustainment Brigade Special Operations Airborne Brigade Commander Colonel Toby Brunson and the 528th Special Troops Battalion Commander Lieutenant Colonel Burton Furlow. How are you doing today? Good. Glad to be here. Yeah, good. So today we are talking all about Black History Month, but before we dive into that, let's just get a little bit of background. So tell us a little bit about yourself, sir. So um, my name is Tavi Brunton. I was born and raised right here in Fayetteville, North Carolina, not but uh, 12 miles down the road at Cape Fear Valley Hospital. Uh, I'm an Army brat. Uh, my father I retired after 27 years in the Army. Um, I was born a twin. So I have a twin brother who's in service as well, uh, as well as an older brother who continues to serve now as the uh, America's First Corps commander. Um, I'm blessed with a wife of six years uh, who volunteers for literally every charitable organization in the Fayetteville-Fort Bragg area. Um, and likewise, I have four wonderful children and a beautiful granddaughter named Lily. After graduating college at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, uh, I went on to serve in the 82nd, the 173rd, uh, spent some time here in the 528th as a young captain, uh, came back to USASOC again, uh, and then went on to command the uh, group support battalion for 5th group and honored and, and blessed to be here with uh, the 528th again. Great. Thank you, sir. Lieutenant Colonel Furlow, what about you? Hey, good afternoon, uh, Staff Sergeant Baker. My name is uh, Lieutenant Colonel Burton Furlow, Jr. I was born and raised in uh, Blyville, Arkansas, college student at Henderson State University, where I was a two-sport athlete, played football, and I uh, ran track. Uh, I was not an ROTC candidate. I actually uh, came in as, a, as an enlisted soldier, uh, and then later went to OCS uh, Commission uh, as an infantry officer. Uh, I spent time in the 82nd Airborne Division. 75th Ranger Regiment, a little time up at the uh, Pentagon where I worked at Joint Staff and also the G3 Special Operations Division. I'm currently the commander of uh, STB 528, but uh, I have three daughters who keep me busy and keep me in the gym. Uh, and I just, I'm glad to be here today. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much for joining us today. So we're just going to dig into the first question here. What do you think about when you hear Black History Month? What comes to mind and whoever wants to start? Yeah. So, you know, the I think the mantra of our army right now is people matter and winning matters. Uh, I think it goes without saying that our national treasures are people and I count our service members uh, as first among its treasure, our professional citizens who uh, serve over self. Um, to that same end, I think if people matter, I think you have to you have to be concerned with the individual distinctions that equate to the people that make up our army. Um, the characteristics of our army are heightened by our diversity. Um, and I believe, you know, that's how we win. You know, within the construct of our army, we value people. We, dev- we value vers- diversity of thought, diversity of experience, and certainly the inherent diversity that comes with the American populace. Um, ultimately, I think Black History Month represents our commitment to recognizing those individuals who have gone before us, uh, often in difficult times, uh, but still serve this great nation. It's also an important component of our army that we can all be proud of because it is shared history for all of us. Thank you, sir. That's wonderful. And Lieutenant Colonel Frillo, what do you think when it comes to minds, Black History Month? What does it mean to you? So to me, caveating what uh, Colonel Brunson said is uh, it's Black History Month is history of all. So the, our country, as great as it is, is just a melting pot. Mm-hmm. And uh, Black Americans have uh, uh, helped kind of shape that narrative to this country also. So not just specifically for Black people, but all people in the United States of America uh, can learn from this history and uh, actually embellish it. So 
uh, I think of it as a regular month. Every month to me is Black History Month, but I'm just glad we actually kind of uh, set aside this specific month to kind of highlight everything that the great people of our nation have done. So, Absolutely, sir. Thank you. So is there a specific Black man or woman from history who inspires you? Yeah, so for me, it's, uh, I think it's always been Frederick Douglass. Um, Frederick Douglass was born in the early 1800s. Uh, he was born into slavery. Uh, mother and father were slaves as well. Um, and he grew up, you know, surprisingly with a literate mother, uh, who instilled in him the value of education. Um, so throughout his, uh, his youth, he would stay up by candlelight teaching himself to read, reading the same almanac over and over and over again. Um, you know, eventually he, uh, you know, I think his, his, both his intelligence and his literacy were, were noticed. And so he's often, oftentimes hired out, uh, to help, uh, educate others, uh, other slaves. Um, you know, at some point uh, in his in his life, he determined that uh, he no longer wanted to be a slave, uh, and uh, he used both his intelligence and his cunning to dress like a sailor and, ex- and escape the South uh, into the North. Uh, you know, art, funnily enough, to follow the woman that he loved. Um, and you know, once free, you know, I don't think he spent a lot of time thinking about uh, just basking in the the goodness of being free after having years of uh, of slavery. Uh, he dedicated his life. Um, to free the oppressed. And certainly, you know, all of us in this organization can have an appreciation for, for those that are commit, them, commit themselves to that. Uh, I admire him most uh, because he was a man of purpose, you know, whether it was as a young man, spending time teaching himself to read, teaching other slaves to read, you know, once free, you know, working hard to make sure that others would be free. Uh, he is noted throughout history for being a, a prominent abolitionist. Uh, and then certainly after the conclusion of the Civil War, uh, he spent a lot of time utilizing his oratorical skills to speak on behalf of the rights of all men, uh, certainly for, for African-Americans uh, at the time. Um, most critically, uh, what, what I admire most about him is he had the skill of conveyance, right? He could convey a message, right? Uh, his oratorical skills were, were noted throughout the country, uh, and he was able to move passionately, move uh, individuals to change their way of thinking that I think was the impetus, the catalyst for what brought, brought about uh, certainly the Civil War uh, and then the abolition of slavery. Lieutenant Colonel Frillo, what about you? A specific person, a black man or woman in history who has inspired you? So I, I sit and think, uh, since obviously we're in the military, uh, military-wise, I think of uh, Brigadier General Charles Young, who was just uh, recently last year promoted to Brigadier General. He was uh, Colonel Charles Young uh, at the time. Uh, a lot of struggles. He great military record, but could not get promoted due to the color of his skin. He was placed in charge of African-American troops, given the hardest assignments. But uh, he, he uses perseverance to prove himself worthy for so many different positions. Uh, he, he dedication to the, his nation, uh, to his country, uh, kind of set him aside from others to me. Uh, and I just look at the things that he went through back in those days, in a sense, and how he overcame those to uh, serve his country, serve his nation. And it's just an inspiration to me, in a sense, so. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's worth looking at history, but also bringing it forward to the present day. You know, is there somebody today in our generation that you look up to who's motivated and inspired you? Yeah, I mean, it's this is arguably somewhat of a cop out. But, uh, you know, my, my father and my brothers uh, inspire me every day. I mean, certainly having a twin brother that has the shared experiences that I've had has done ex- exceptionally well. An older brother who's a corps commander uh, who is, you know, arguably, you know, in my eyes, one of the finest officers to ever serve in our ranks. Um, certainly gives me inspiration. You know, I think uh, one of the things our, our parents instilled upon us when we were young was was the notion of service, right? 
um, service over self. Um, and, you know, so whether it was, you know, in the Boy Scouts or serving in our church or, you know, um, helping out in the community, uh, you know, they instilled it. I, I, I oftentimes would think about my father, uh, especially um, when it comes to service, because, uh, you know, as a young kid, uh, me and my twin brother um, in fourth grade, we were far too small to play football. So soccer was the only other option for us. And uh, my father, who grew up, you know, on a sharecropper's farm in South Carolina, um, coached our soccer team. Oh, wow. Probably had r- rarely had heard of soccer, mm-hmm. spent, uh, you know, obviously no time growing up playing soccer. Uh, but, you know, the community needed it. We needed a coach and uh, he stood up for it. And that's what I appreciate most about him is his, his commitment to service. I will tell you, each of each of my brothers, including myself, we will call our father on a routine basis just to ask him, you know, what his thoughts are on it. You know, he uh, he was in the army from uh, from the Vietnam era all the way up through Desert Storm. So. You know, uh, one thing about our army is, you know, the flavor may change, but, you know, the the uh, there's constants that uh, that flow throughout our army. So uh, I would say absolutely. My father is uh, it, it continues to be an inspiration for me. Nice. What about you, Lieutenant Carfillo? So there are so many out there. Uh, I would actually say the gentleman to my left, uh, Carl Bronson, uh, in the sense, uh, just just the pride that he takes uh, in his job himself, uh, and, and being from a military background in a family, that's hard. You know, you're always trying to live up to someone, uh, and it's, sometimes you kind of lose yourself. But I think through the entire time, uh, I think he's been able to look up and also look down. Uh, so that's, that's, that's one of my close inspirations here. He probably don't see it from afar, but I, I, I do, uh, basically look up to him and respect him. Uh, obviously, uh, being a junior, uh, my father, uh, I grew up in a blended family. My father, I grew up with him, but not with him in a sense, but he's always been there. Uh, and I grew up with older people, my grandparents, well, my grandparents, uh, sister and brother, who taught me the value of hard work. Just just be true to yourself and hard work gets you through it on a lot. So uh, also a learning organization. Every day they taught me to learn something different, learn something, study people, because people are my, is my passion now in a sense. Uh, if you know people, you will know a lot. I'll leave it at that in a sense. I guess one more would be uh, a General Gavin Lawrence, Brigadier General Gavin Lawrence. He was my uh, S3 in the 82nd. Uh, got me through a tough time uh, back in the 82nd uh, on a long deployment. So he was, uh, I guess, a sounding board or someone I can go and lean on at the time. He was a major. Uh, but he, he definitely uh, uh, is a person worthy of looking up to. Definitely. You know, when we look towards inspiration, it does come from family. It comes from friends and those we we choose to be family and friends. But I also want to ask, what does being a black man mean to you? What, what does that mean? You know, when I, uh, when I look in the mirror, I don't necessarily see, think there goes a black man, right? I, I see myself first as a Christian uh, because I think it's my faith that, that sustains me and gets me through. Uh, and I think that's where, where I find hope uh, and promise in life. Uh, certainly as a husband, um, a father, uh, a family man, uh, a member of a, a, a wonderful family, and a soldier and a leader of soldiers, and then maybe as a black man. Uh, I think if I had to answer your question directly, um, I think that uh, I think that there is a unique history as with, you know, whatever ethnic background we have in our in our in our ranks or in our nation um, that uh, that is always a source of pride. I, I don't think there's any race um, or ethnic background that there is not a historical view that is not positive. Right. We, we get strength from our, our, our shared histories. We get strength for our, from our diversity and we get strength from the uniqueness that we bring to, you know, whatever vocation we're doing, whether it be in the army or otherwise. Uh, and so part of it, I think, is is because we all have you know different histories and different historical backgrounds that we look back towards 
regardless of your color, race, color, or creed, you want to do justice to, to your family name. Uh, and I think more about being a Brunson than I do about being a black man. Uh, I think that there is, there is power in a good name, right? Uh, and I think that when you, um, when you focus on maintaining your good name, uh, you will do right by, you know, whatever ethnic group you're, you're, that is your background. Uh, but more so, you will set an example for your family, those around you, those you're responsible for, those you care about. Um, and I think that that's how that's how I view being a black man. It, it is it is an important part of who, who I am. It's an important part of, you know, who, uh, you know, again, regardless of your uh, your background, uh, it's an important part, but it's not the only part. Definitely. And Lieutenant Colonel Furlow, what does it mean to you to be a black man? What does it mean? So it means a lot. Uh, being a man more, I guess, in a sense, because we grew up in an era where uh, it's funny. I, I laugh today now where they should say hey, black men doesn't have a place in the army. Uh, where I come from, uh, definitely not true because now I have friends calling me saying, hey, I should have joined the army when you did. Uh, I, I think uh, being a black man, you, you carry so much weight in a sense. And some feel that they have to pick a side. I know it sounds funny, but uh, there's so many different issues that's going on nowadays. Uh, but you don't have to pick a side. All you have to be is come up and be true to yourself. Be a man first. Your color, creed, race, religion really doesn't matter. As long as you do what's right morally, uh, I think you'll you'll be fine in a sense. But yet, still people look at you and say, hey, what, what side are you going to pick? Uh, very, very uh, a subject that's, that's going on right now in reference to Memphis, Tennessee, where uh, police officers, uh, unfortunately, a fortunate event, but it just so happened the police officers that actually committed those atrocities were African-Americans. So and I asked myself, how would it have been if there would have been white police officers? As long as you carry yourself the right way and do the right things, it doesn't matter what color you are. Now, I do have a lot of pride in being a black man just because of everything that's happened over years to a black man. And, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm carrying the weight of other black men. But uh, I think I carry myself personally uh, just doing the right thing and everything else will level itself off. Yeah, definitely, sir. And because, you know, you're leaders, you have to showcase that to the soldiers in the formation. So that brings me to my next question, you know, per your goals and achievements, what advice would you give to African-American soldiers within our formation? Uh, first and foremost, I think that uh, we have a proud history in our army. I mean, our army was the first to integrate, right? Uh, society would catch up about 20 years later or 20 or 20 years later, but our army was the first to integrate. And I think throughout the history of our army, it's certainly the army has led the way when it comes to change, right? Change that is, is, is buttressed upon, you know, who you are as a person uh, and your character. Um, I would say that the Army is a place of opportunity. Uh, Army has tremendous opportunities for our soldiers. Um, and I think that's solely based upon one fact, which is I think it's the last and only true meritocracy in society. Right. Where it is, you know, your your will, your determination, your perseverance, your drive can help you realize whatever it is your hopes and dreams are. For some folks, the Army is a stepping stone to something greater, perhaps to join IBM uh, or the army is your end state, right? I want to serve for 20, 30 years, uh, be a senior leader in our ranks. Um, but no matter what your background is or the circumstances you come from, you can create for yourself the life you choose, uh, provide that you're committed to that vocation. Um, in, in, like I said before, you know, certainly your ethnic background is, is important, but that's just one facet of who, who, who you are. Uh, our nation has always needed and demanded men and women of courage to tackle the challenges that face us today, uh, and that which will challenge us into the future. Um, so if I could give them any, any uh, advice, I would say, you know, uh, we have, uh, we have within the command, um, a command philosophy that is pretty simple. Do your best, do the right thing and get better every day. Uh, and so I think the army is a place of opportunity. Uh, and as long as you're committed to that, uh, same as you would be committed to, to any job, 
uh, you have the, every opportunity to succeed and, and realize that what you want out of life. Wonderful. Thank you, sir. What about you, Lieutenant Colonel Furlow? So the boss stole my uh, <laughs> last couple of words. So I was going to say, do your best, get better every day. Uh, truly, um, the Army that we came into is, is way far different than the Army that uh, Colonel Brunson's dad came into. Now there is true opportunity in the Army for all races, creeds, and colors. There is no, uh, they, you always hear about the good old boy system. Uh, the good old boy system is gone. The Army has put in safeguards and uh, different things to get rid of that. We're all people. We're all fighting for this one nation. Uh, if you come in thinking that you are an African-American soldier, a Latino soldier, or a white soldier, you're coming in wrong. You're just a soldier. Uh, and if you fight as a soldier, we all fight as one, and that's how we win. Everybody has the same opportunity here. Now, is there a discrimination uh, by some at times? There is. But as an organization, the Army and the military itself has built itself to overcome that. And there's far more people here that don't want that than there are. So uh, as finishing, do your best, get better every day. And it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from. Definitely. So there's just so much opportunity in the Army, and I know that it has made a huge impact on your life since you raised your right hand and decided to join. So how has being in the Army as a Black leader made an impact on your life and on the life, do you think, of your soldiers? Uh, I think representation matters. Um, you know, There's a saying that I've heard uh, in some circles, which is, if you can see it, you can be it, right? And so I think that you know our Army recognizes, society recognizes that um, we need folks of every ilk, um, of every denomination, of every racial background, uh, to be a to be a, a north star for our soldiers. Right uh, when when there is a you know a, a command sergeant major that's that's a female, like we have in our brigade, um, soldiers can see that and say, "Hey, that can be me." If you have a brigade commander that's African American or, or a battalion commander that's African American, you know what? Those possibilities are open to me if I apply myself and I commit myself to my vocation. Representation absolutely matters. Uh, what does it mean to me personally is is sometimes uh, I'm the only one of me in the room. Uh, and that can be uncomfortable. Um, but I fully recognize that my presence isn't there to uh, is not only there to represent, you know, you know, where I've where I've been, not only to represent my good name, uh, but to represent this command that I've been blessed to lead. Uh, and that that is what is first first and foremost in my mind uh, when I execute the duties of a commander. Um, I think about, you know. What I owe to the to the hardworking soldiers of this command and the sacrifices they and their families make each and every day. Um, so, you know, does does being black have a component of it? Sure, because it, it that is part of my my unique history. Um, but but I would say more so, you know, the the honor and privileges to lead soldiers that drives me more so than any else anything else because you know that's a rare opportunity. You know, I've been blessed with the opportunity to lead soldiers uh, seven times in my career, and uh, you know, it is never lost on me. That uh, that I must represent, you know, not only what is what is good and what is aspirational in our in our in our service, um, but also the the tenets and the characteristics that I want our soldiers to model, um, both as a black man and as a you know a soldier. Again, honored to, to command uh, and lead within this first special forces command, um, but uh, you know the impact of being able to lead folks uh, is, is something that uh, it's a pressure and a weight. That you, you don't realize until that day you hand off the guide on the colors to somebody else. Uh, but, it, but it's a special one and, and one I cherish. Thank you, sir. And same question to you, Lieutenant Colonel Furlow. How has being in the Army as a Black leader made an impact on your life and potentially the life of your soldiers? So 
me personally, I think it, it's made a huge impact. It changed who I am, who I see myself, how I see myself, and how I, uh, you know, pertain to be an inspiration or, you know, the motivation for others. Uh, it's funny, I go back to uh, my, my great aunt back when I was a, a young E5, just made E5, and I, I came home from Germany. Uh, it was a phone call, and uh, they called me Junior. She was like, hey, Junior's home. And it's like, Somebody said, he's been in service for a while now. And they said, yeah, what's his rank? Say, I don't know, but he way up there. You know, I was just E5. So. Or, or, or another time when I was in the Ranger Regiment, a company commander took a picture near my company. And uh, I came home and one of my uh, my friend's mom was like, oh, post commander. How does it feel being a post commander? And I just went with it. They don't understand coming from a place that's of non-military. But to see us, uh, and, I, and I think now, my great aunt, may she rest in peace. If she came in the building and I said, uh, my boss is upstairs and I showed her Colonel Brunson, she, she'll think she died and went to heaven just because <laughs> the opportunity that we have now, they didn't have back then. Uh, and the soldiers looking up at, uh, who we are, where we're from and what we represent because they see, uh, I guess two, uh, African American leaders who are doing the right thing, uh, in a sense. And there's so many others out there, uh, you know, people don't have people to look up to. Uh, from a soldier's standpoint, but they see us and they see we did it and they know that they can do it too. So I think that's very important, uh, but not just African-Americans, that's all. So uh, I love to talk to my uh, you know specialists or sergeants that say, hey, sir, I want to put in an OCS packet because I was a specialist sergeant at one time doing the same thing. So That's wonderful, sir. Thank you so much for joining me today. Is there anything else y'all would like to add? Yeah, I would just say this. Um, you know, certainly over the last uh, probably two to three years, whether it be the George Floyd, you know, rights that occurred across America, you know, I think what our army has done and done well is that it has allowed us to have the caliber of uncomfortable conversations to better understand who we are as a society, to understand, you know, that, that you know, while we are an imperfect nation, we aspire to perfection, right? We aspire to the tenets that our nation was founded upon. Uh, and I think that's important. And, that, and I think that, you know, we can never have too many uncomfortable conversations when we all come from the right place, right? Which is, hey, we want to serve this great nation and create the caliber of environment that allows us to come together and do the hard work of our nation. Um, and so I, I'm just appreciative of, of the of the notion that, you know, you know, while we have come a long ways, we have still have work to do. And, and leaders across every echelon recognize that. Uh, and they are engaging with their populace, engaging with their soldiers to make sure that we get to that more perfect union that we have always aspired to. Wonderful. Anything else you'd like to add, Lieutenant Colonel? I'll just echo everything uh, Colonel Brunton says. But then again, we say black history is, is not his story. It's our story. It's all our story. And we would definitely tell it. And there's always people listening to it. So. Wonderful. Thank you again so much for joining me today. It's been an honor. Thank you. Thank you.